0: missed fall enrollment? It's your time to shine at William Peace University. WPU is enrolling for the spring semester at our co-ed university in the heart of Raleigh. We offer more than 30 majors including esports and gaming administration, simulation and game design, and interactive design. Our classes are taught by full professors and our small class size means you get one-on-one instruction and immersive learning. Plus, we connect students with internships. William Peace University, your time to shine. Get started today at peace.
1: Live from WRAL News Headquarters in Raleigh, your number one source for local news. WRAL News, coverage you can count on.
2: Honestly, I thought I was going to be here for
0: maybe three or four periods, but it lasted longer than I expected to.
3: The longest game in Carolina Hurricanes history ended just four hours ago and in disappointment for the Canes fresh reaction from coach Brendamore and from fans
4: after that marathon of the game. Oh, we're waking up to some light patchy rain this morning. I'll show you whose morning commute may be affected and when it moves out. And
5: more breaking news while you were sleeping. A person is dead after a crash in Johnston County. The WRL breaking news tracker was there as troopers examined that scene.
3: And should adult children who live at home pay their parents rent? WRL's Ken Smith takes a look at the trend that is lighting up social media. Also on social media, a lot of people talking about that Canes game Mm. that went into quadruple overtime. They played until two this morning, did not go the way they wanted. And then at three this morning, the Canes tweeted back at it tomorrow, Mm. Saturday whatever day it is, <laughs> all a blur for them. It is Friday. We're glad you're with us. I'm Renee Chu.
5: And I'm Jeff Hogan. Bosses, have a heart. If somebody can show you a ticket stub, mm-hmm. th- let them sleep in today, okay? you they, they were yeah. up late last night. <laughs> Elizabeth Gardner of the WR Severe Weather Center. When they do get out, there's some showers out there.
4: Yeah, it's, it's messy out there this morning, especially from the Triangle area, eastern and southward. This is a coastal low, so the low itself will actually stay offshore, but it's pushing some moisture through our area. It's less likely that we're going to see Rain this morning north of I 85. It's mainly going to be from the Triangle area southward and eastward. So we're starting to see that rain around Raleigh, Clayton, Smithfield, Wilson, back down to Dunn, started to taper off into Fayetteville and around Southern Pines. But we're still seeing some showers in Lee and Chatham County this morning. So it's a, it's a messy start. It's not terribly heavy out there, but it is enough that it could cause a few isolated accidents potentially because of some wet conditions. Once we get to lunchtime, we start to see that rain pulling away from us. We do stay in a northeasterly flow this afternoon, though. So it's going to stay cool and fairly cloudy for us through the afternoon temperatures will be pleasant with the state. Low 60s low 70s for highs this afternoon. Saturday morning will be cloudy to start with, but then we'll see some sunshine through the afternoon and during the daylight hours on Saturday. It looks fine, but we do have a line of thunderstorms that moves in between seven and eight in our western counties and continues to slide eastward. As we get into the evening, it's likely that we'll see some rain lingering into Sunday morning. We'll go through the timeline for Sunday showers coming up. This is a live look at City Plaza from the Jimmy V camera, and You can see wet conditions here on Fayetteville Street. 58 is our current temperature. We climb into the low 70s this afternoon, but the rain does taper off after lunchtime. Brian?
0: It is 6.01 right now, and we are watching traffic on our sensors. Not seeing any big problems just yet, but as Elizabeth mentioned, we are seeing some damp roads because of that light rain, and the WRL storm trackers on the road. We'll get an update from them coming up in just a little bit. Have a, a look at what conditions are like as you head out this morning. Right now, though, good news. We have no crashes showing up anywhere in Wake County. Just check with Raleigh 91 and one, and we're all clear. Sensors also are looking good at the moment. Durham and Chapel Hill, you're all quiet. We'll have another weather and traffic update coming up in about 10 minutes.
5: Bennett keeps the puck alive. Kachuk with a shot. He scores! Matthew Kachuk! That was the moment the air came out of the building. Florida, just before 2 o'clock this morning with a historic matchup with the Hurricanes, scores and wins it with just seconds left in the fourth overtime they played more than two full games of hockey here in one night. Six hours of play, longest game in franchise history for the Canes. Sixth longest ever in the NHL. A lot of folks thought it was over when Florida scored just a few minutes into the first overtime. It was wiped off the board, though, with goaltender interference. And then it went back and forth. Fourth overtime. Players didn't even know what overtime they were playing in. It went so long. The Canes had their chances but ultimately it was the Panthers winning this one on a disappointing end after such a marathon of a game.
1: Not much to say. I mean everybody feels you know how everybody feels and it's a tough way to lose a game that's for sure and go that long. I don't even know man. That was that was tough. Uh, going that long and not getting the win. Uh stings I'm tired. But uh it's uh, I'm sure they are too and it, it was uh it was a battle and it was it was was playoff hockey, for sure.
5: Now that's the seventh straight road win for the Panthers. Their fifth straight overtime win in these playoffs. The Canes down one nothing in this series.
3: Gotta hand it to the fans who stayed for the entire six hours on a weeknight, only to walk out of PNC Arena with a loss. And you can see them leaving after that final goal from the opposing team around 2 this morning. Their expressions say it all. WRS Naya Harden joins us from PNC Arena with how Caniacs are coping with that loss. Naya.
1: Well, fans who attend it will definitely have a story to tell. Many of them still staying after the game, waiting for players to come out so they can try and get autographs. And we saw them just before 3 a.m. getting those autographs from players who were likely exhausted after playing a very long game. But for a lot of people, this, again, was history in the making. This game ended around 2 o'clock this morning, nearly six hours after it had started. Fans tell us they predicted the game to go into overtime, but didn't expect it to be that long. This was not only the longest game in Carolina and Florida history, it was the sixth longest game in NHL history. Every time fans say they thought the game was close to being over, they would leave and then start rushing back.
5: As people were leaving, of course, it was since everyone thought it was game over. But me and him, we saw as soon as the goal went in, we thought it was goalie interference. And sure enough, the refs came back and called it goalie interference. And as soon as that happened, everyone started rushing back in from outside.
1: I did check, and Saturday still has tickets available for that game. If you can stay up, because who knows, they could make history again. Nye Harden, WRAL News in Raleigh.
3: I think the Canes are ready for a regular game. How about game two? Be sure to join us again tomorrow night right here on WRL as we kick off coverage for game two at 7.30 p.m. Puck drop is once again at 8 on TNT. Then when it ends, be sure to come back to WRL for our exclusive post-game show. We are scheduling it at 11.25. That's when you'll hear from fans, players, and, of course, Coach Rod Brendamore. Happening right now in the WRAL Live Center, the Cumberland County Sheriff's Office says they're investigating a homicide in Fayetteville uh, just before midnight. Deputies say they responded to the scene of a car crash on Indian Creek Drive. A teenage juvenile male with a gunshot wound was transported to Cape Fear Valley Medical Center after he was involved in that car crash. The victim was pronounced dead at the hospital. His name right now is not being released because of his age. The circumstances surrounding the victim's death police say are under investigation and they say this does not appear to be a random shooting either.
5: I'm Michael Grayson, the WRAL breaking news tracker in Johnson County, where one person is dead after a crash on Raleigh Road. It happened a little after midnight near Hunting Lodge Road. At least three different agencies were on scene, including the Cleveland Fire Department, State Highway Patrol, and the Johnson County Sheriff's Office. You can see investigators focusing on that red car on the side of the road. There was also some damage to a fence as well as a mailbox. Right now, we're still working with state troopers to find out how the crash happened and find out the name of the person who was killed. In Johnson County, Michael Grace, WRAL News.
3: Breaking news, G7 leaders are meeting in Japan right now to talk about the war in Ukraine, among other global issues. And in the past few hours, we learned Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky is planning to join them. A Ukrainian official says he will be there Sunday as leaders work to set new Russia sanctions. He has increased his travel outside his country as the war with Russia is dragging on. Zelensky will meet with the world leaders as Ukraine prepares for a counteroffensive using billions of dollars in Western aid.
5: There's new hope this morning for fighting the spread of the highly contagious illness, RSV. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration advisors just recommended Pfizer's shot for babies. New data shows the vaccine is effective. However, there are a few safety concerns the advisory committee is looking at regarding premature births that may be linked to the shot. The FDA will make a final decision on this vaccine in August.
3: Hundreds of Durham Public School families are in limbo and looking for answers. They're stuck on the waiting list for after-school care. There are more than 300 students on the wait list for elementary school alone. It all comes down to a staffing issue. Durham Public Schools needs to fill its vacancies before it can work through the wait list. Some parents are demanding that school leaders get this
1: sorted out. I have twins who will be entering DPS in 24, 25. I don't want to be dealing with this for 10 more years, and that's absolutely the path
3: we're on. The 330 elementary students on the wait list for next school year is actually an improvement from 766 at this time last year.
5: A historic New York City hotel is getting a new use. The transformation that is, has it opening today as a welcome center for asylum seekers.
2: And I'm Ken Smith. Here's a question to ponder during the break. Should you charge your adult child living at home rent? Look at this ever-growing trend that has one family in the spotlight.
4: Scattered light rain out there this morning, but you can see how it tapers off around lunchtime. The evening commute should stay dry. I'll go through hour by hour on Futurecast coming up.
1: As you get into your car, tune to WRAL News Plus on your radio in Raleigh on 99.3 FM, in Durham 96.5 FM, and everywhere on 101.5 HD3.
4: 612, and we're dealing with some scattered light rain across the area, but it is covering parts of uh, the Triangle area, Wake County in particular, and then the rain's fairly steady along parts of the I-95 corridor. It started to taper off a little bit down to the south. We're seeing some of that around Sanford and up towards Siler City. Haven't seen much of that north of I-85, and we may not. This is a coastal low, so it's moving up the coast, and it may not push rain much past Raleigh or so, but Sanford's definitely seeing some wet conditions. Nothing terribly heavy out there, but depending on where you are, your kids are going to want to rain or an umbrella to start with. Once we get past lunchtime, the rain all tapers off. It'll be cloudy and cool through the afternoon as the kids are coming home from school. Temperatures will be in the low 70s. Coming up, I'll walk through the timeline for Saturday night's front and Sunday morning's rain. Brian.
0: Elizabeth, just about 6.13 now. And we are watching that patch of light rain from the Triangle area on to the south and east. The WRL Storm Tracker on the road right now heading through the Garner area. And it looks like they're on Lake Wheeler Road, I believe. You can see where the windshield wipers are going. The roads are pretty damp out there, so you do need to allow some extra time as you head out, especially from the Triangle area, the Wake County area especially, on to the south and to the east. As we take a look at live sensors on the roads, we're not picking up any unusual delays at this point. Looking good coming in from Johnston County on 40 westbound and I-85 through Durham, all clear at the moment. Renee?
3: Brian, thanks. Today, New York's iconic Roosevelt Hotel is becoming a welcome center for asylum seekers. Mayor Eric Adams' office says migrants will get food and water, along with information about what they need to complete their journey. This comes as more asylum seekers arrived at New York's Port Authority yesterday. Mayor Adams says his office is looking at more than 400 locations in the city for shelters.
5: Most children live at home rent-free for about 18 years or so, but what happens when adult children want to return home and live with their parents? Do you charge them rent or do they keep the free ride? Ken Smith joins us now with a look at this (laughs) ever-growing trend now has one family in the spotlight here, and probably many
2: more. Oh, absolutely. You know, this debate is getting a lot of buzz on social media. Many of us have been there. We graduate from high school or college. Plans are up in the air. Money is tied. So living with our parents becomes an option. But at what cost? That was the question Erica and Cody Archie faced like so many parents these days. The Gatesville, Texas couple shared their story on TikTok about their 19-year-old daughter Kylie, who graduated from high school last year. Now, at the time, she didn't have any college plans, and the Archies told her if she works a full-time job and lives at home, she would have to pay rent.
4: I would much rather have to pay my mom and dad $200 a month than have to go pay some somebody else $800. Like, that's... That's insane to me to want to go do that. So the $200 a month to me sounded like an amazing deal. So-
2: Not a bad deal. Kylie lived with her parents about nine months before she moved out this year. And this debate continues on the Today Show at 7 right after a morning news. And Jeff, I mean, I did the same thing when I moved home to St. Thomas after college. I helped my parents out financially. I think it's the right thing to do.
5: Yeah, and I, listen, I got two kids, two girls in college. I'd like to talk tough about it, but, you know, I get soft a little bit. When they're at school, that's their job. When right. they're home, they need a job. Nailed it.
2: <laughs>
3: A developer has plans to convert two aging Fayetteville hotels into affordable housing. Good Homes Communities has purchased the iconic Holiday Inn Bordeaux on Owen Drive and the former Clarion Hotel on Cedar Creek Road. The company plans to convert the hotels into one-bedroom and studio apartments. The developer says both hotels should be converted into apartments in the next 12 to 18 months. <laughs> Three popular festivals are happening in the Triangle this weekend.
5: And here is a look at our WRL Out and About Best Bets. The annual Got to Be NC Festival is happening this weekend at North Carolina State Fairgrounds. The event is today through Sunday. There will be carnival rides, tractor parades, music and food, admission and parking are free.
3: In downtown Raleigh, the annual Explosion Festival is happening Saturday and Sunday. It will feature an art market with more than 175 artists from around the country. WRL is a proud community partner. Come on out and say hi to the morning team. Ken and Michelle will be out there Saturday. Brian and I will be out there Sunday.
5: And also on Sunday, Durham Central Park will host the Asian Pacific American Heritage Month Festival. Enjoy live music, performances, a vendor market, food, and more. It runs from 1 to 8 p.m. And admission is free. A lot of stuff going on with free admission. Love that. Yeah,
3: and our weekend will certainly not be a washout, but there are chances for rain. We're seeing rain right now this morning. Meteorologist
4: Elizabeth Gardner is tracking
3: it on the dual Doppler radar.
4: We have light rain out there. No thunderstorms. As a matter of fact, at this point, we're not under any sort of threat for severe storms at any point during the weekend, but we are likely to have some storms Saturday night. Right now, we are dealing with some scattered showers. We're starting to see some of that uh, spreading up the I-95 quarter. It's about to move on up into Roanoke Rapids. However, If you're from Durham north and westward, you may not see any of this rain. If you see it, it's likely to be less than a tenth of an inch. We're seeing some scattered showers around Siler City and Sanford. It's begun to taper off a little bit down around Fayetteville and Clinton, but we are seeing some showers here, especially around Wake County um, and down into Johnston County along the uh, I-95 corridor there. So Goldsboro to Smithfield, to Raleigh to Apex, to Andrew to Benson, back over through most of Harnett County, and then Sanford and Siler City seeing a little shower as, uh, as well as Pittsburgh. We take a look around the area on our camera network and you can see some scattered light rain there in Goldsboro. It is wet in Apex. Notice it is not wet in Chapel Hill. The rain hasn't made it there. And honestly, Chapel Hill, Hillsboro, um, Person County, probably not going to see very much rain. We are seeing some damp conditions there right outside our Fayetteville newsroom on Hay Street. Two systems that we're watching this weekend. This low moves up the coast and away from us as we get through the afternoon. And then this one rolls in for Saturday night. And in between, you see all this real estate right here where everything is quiet? That's where what we'll see on Saturday. So Saturday is going to be a nice day for us. Low pressure continues to move across our viewing area, sending some of that rain up to the north. Notice by the time we get to lunchtime, it's mostly over. It continues to pull away from us as that low moves to the north and east. Futurecast shows a little bit of clearing late today, but we'll be in a northeasterly flow, which is typically a fairly cloudy pattern for us. So I wouldn't anticipate seeing a whole lot of clearing this afternoon. We'll see mostly cloudy skies and highs in the low 70s. But again, once we get past lunchtime. Uh, uh, we'll start to see that rain beginning to taper off from west to east. Saturday at lunchtime now we can see some sunshine then and a warm day with highs in the low 80s. We have our line of thunderstorms that comes through between 7 and 8 o'clock from South Hill to Durham to Southern Pines. Between 9 and 11 it moves along the I-95 quarter. But the rain continues to fall behind this during the day on, Saturday, uh, the day on Sunday. We'll likely have some showers up until around lunchtime and then we begin to see some clearing and Sunday afternoon looks just fine. 50% chance this morning. It's a 40% Chance on Sunday, mostly Sunday morning. We're proud sponsors of Art Explosure. Lots of our WRL family will be out there over the weekend. Partly cloudy Saturday, but evening storms. So starting around eight or nine o'clock, thunderstorms move through a little bit of light, patchy rain Sunday morning. And then we'll see uh, some sunshine during Sunday afternoon. After the weekend, we're looking at pleasant temperatures, highs in the upper 70s and low 80s through Thursday, Brian.
0: 619 right now, Elizabeth. And we are watching roads from the WRL storm tracker this morning. You can see that rain showing up on radar and the storm tracker right now is south of raleigh on lake wheeler road and the windshield wipers are going we're not talking about standing water anything like that not seeing heavy rain but just enough light rain to keep things a little tricky out there so slow down give yourself that extra time increase your following distance as you head out this morning and don't forget that uh, now that we have rain falling in daylight hours you still need to have your headlights on whenever your windshield wipers are going taking a look at our live map here just getting reports of a crash in garner working to find out exactly what's going on out there uh, and pinpointing the location. We're not seeing big delays showing up on the sensors there or anywhere else around the triangle. We're looking good through the rest of Raleigh, Durham, and Chapel Hill. Thanks, Brian. The search
5: is on for a missing worker after a massive fire at a North Carolina construction site.
3: And it was a long night into the early morning hours for Canes fans at PNC Arena. Some of the social media reaction in what's trending.
5: And here are your winning lottery numbers on your screen right now.
1: What's Trending Report, sponsored by Rug & Home.
3: There are a lot of Tiger Canes fans this morning and a lot of jokes on social media about last night's history-making marathon of the game.
0: Brian Schrader here now with What's Trending that happened just a few hours ago. That's right. Uh, tired and disappointed. A bad combination. Yeah. Uh, some fans wondering when PNC Arena would be serving breakfast. Uh, this person joked that fans were going to need to change their legal address to PNC <laughs> Arena. And when the game was deep in the fourth overtime, the Durham Bulls tweeted, only 10 minutes until the seventh period (laughs) stretch.
5: You know, you mentioned breakfast there. Food is an interesting topic because the players, you know, they fuel up for a regular game. Don't want to eat too much, weigh yourself down, want to stay light on your feet. But how do you make it through more than two full games, which is what they ended up playing? They were looking for bananas. One player said he noticed some pizza was missing from a box also. Hey, got a snack.
1: Yeah.
3: Angry fans. (laughs) That's
0: right. Uh, Harrison Ford, on the verge of tears when he received a Lifetime Achievement Award at the Cannes Film Festival. He said that he was very touched after watching a highlight reel of his decades of uh, film accomplishments. He got the award before the screening of his new movie, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny.
3: So that Indiana Jones movie, the fifth movie in the series, and they say it's going to be the final. He is uh, 80 years old, but going back to the well for Indiana
5: Jones, right? No doubt. He has many of that movie as they had overtimes in last night's game. <laughs> Brian, thank you. The American Cancer Society Relay for Life is happening tomorrow. It was postponed from last month because of weather concerns. WRO's Travis Fane will be MC. The relay is at Halifax Mall in downtown Raleigh, and the opening ceremony starts at 5 p.m.
3: The Preakness stakes is tomorrow. The second leg of the Triple Crown is happening in Baltimore, Maryland. You can watch all the action on the racetrack starting at 4.30 PM right here on WRL.
4: It's a messy start across most of the viewing area. Here's a live look at Apex and you can see the rain there on Salem Street. I'll show you when it moves out, but we do have another chance Saturday night into Sunday. I'll show you that coming up.
3: Our coverage of the historic Game 1 of the Eastern Conference Final that ended just a few hours ago will continue after the break. Here's a live look at PNC Arena. WRS 9-Harden will join join us with more fan reaction to the heartbreaking loss.